0: And welcome to another episode of Brides of Frankenstein. I am Alyssa Oriema.
1: I am Lindsay Sletzik.
0: And I, last week we were talking about how we, you know, understood that Aliens is a, it's got some like jumpy moments, but it's not a really a horror movie. It doesn't really kind of no. live in that universe. And uh, we said that we will be back to our normally scheduled programming on that front this week. And mm-hmm. holy hell,
1: Yes, we are. We we got there. We made it back.
0: Yeah. So this week is... Uh, we've actually talked about this movie a few times on different episodes. Um, so this yes. is the 2007 Spanish horror movie Wreck directed by Jaume Balagaro and Paco Plaza and written by Balagaro, uh, Luiso Berdejo, and Paco Plaza. And our first non- english um international film i believe
1: yes that that is true that is true
0: and for those of you who might be hesitant to watch non-english speaking films number one get your life together number two uh number two subtitles are not a big deal you can your your brain gets used to it number three the international horror movies are in a lot of ways kicking american horror movies ass um absolutely 20 or so years really I, uh i think that there's a brutality um to uh specifically i mean uh korean and japanese horror films really get the sure. the attention sure. uh for mm-hmm. being so uh unsettling and, and and really tense and scary and uh, yeah and uh korean horror movies tend to do i mean so do japanese horror films but uh you know things like old boy and um mm-hmm. this isn't really a horror movie but it's more like a thriller but they're really they really got a lot to say and they're really deep like train to busan is like really like a commentary on society which you know a lot of mm-hmm. horror movies are and i think that spanish horror movies just mm-hmm. want to just want to
1: ruin you <laughs> yeah they do they do they they just want to fuck up your weekend I think. they want to psychologically <laughs> ruin you mm-hmm.
0: and so background on this movie Have not watched this movie in over 10 years because the first time i watched it i was so mad at at Lindsay uh, for making me watch it. Um, she, so she, she texted me.
1: I, okay. Okay. no, no, Nope. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> I am going to stop you right there because I did not make you do anything. I wasn't even in the same state as you by the time. Coerced. We I, I, I related. We're not. Coerced. I watched this movie and it did ruin my weekend. Uh-huh. And I texted you. And I said, if you want to watch a legitimately scary zombie movie, this one is excellent, but the last 10 minutes are some of the scariest I've ever seen in my life. I was very very clear about yep. about what this movie is and how and all the ways it is going to ruin you. Like I did not I did not mislead you or misrepresent in any way. I said this is a good movie and I recommend it. And then you watched it, that's how it happened. Okay, so
0: let's let's go into my side of the story. So I, uh-huh. um, it's not that I, I'm joking with the manipulation, but I will say <laughs> I do blame you for, for recommending this movie to me because I remember laying there and being like, I don't like this. <laughs> I was like laying on my bed. And this is back in the day, this is, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It like it was like eleven years ago. Statute of limitations is maybe worn out. I watched this on a bootleg. Uh, I, like I downloaded it off of like <laughs> Nap, not Napster, but I downloaded it off of something. <laughs> I watched it, and I remember thinking like, "This is really, really good. This is really, mm-hmm. really, really good." Mm-hmm. And I never want to yeah. watch it again. And I <laughs> literally, like I said, have not watched it in ten years. And it's not that. And you know what's funny is I've never seen the sequels, mm-hmm. and the reason why is because mm-hmm. this movie stands so well on its own. Night, and I've heard that the sequels are very good because it's 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 yeah. the same guys, and uh, mm-hmm. I believe uh, the woman who plays uh, Angela comes comes back for Rec Two and Rec Four. Uh, so I I've heard, I only
1: saw I only saw the second one. I heard um, all I four of them are very good. I've heard they're all very good. Um. I mean for for the second one, I know it's just the the same events as the first movie, but from a different perspective and then they end
0: up and then it kind of overlaps and it goes through mm-hmm.
1: finding
0: Angela in the in the penthouse attic and then like there's like a twist at the end and and everything but like and then the third one is also something that happens at the same time and then the fourth one mm-hmm. ties everything together so I yes. And I mean, I get that. And I know that like I love that it's been like those directors doing all four. So it's like really mm-hmm, telling mm-hmm. a full story, which is great. But yeah, this is just such a nasty little little piece on its own that I really mm-hmm. enjoy watching it by itself. It's very similar to like my feeling about, but in a very different way. My feeling about Blair Witch 2 and Blair Witch that came out a couple of years ago. Like I understand yeah. that the that the new Blair Witch that came out is <clears throat> is pretty solid. I know that Book of Shadows is terrible, but bad, I bad movie. Yeah, but so so for me, Blair Witch like stands entirely on its own, and like I don't yeah. want to see anything else. Um, That's fair. And so this movie was actually my first real kind of introduction to international horror, uh, and mm-hmm. it also really connects to other directors. I I really really like this movie. Uh, despite all the time that, that I hate myself it's watching it. Um, yeah. So fun fact. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm really mad at Shudder because so I was all <laughs> set to watch this on Shudder, which is a great service. I love Shudder, fully recommend it. It's Netflix for horror movies. It's great. But they don't carry the first wreck in the United States. It's not available in our region. They only have the other yeah. movies in the series. So I had to watch this. On Crackle, which is <laughs> great, but free Crackle means automatic ads every fifteen mm-hmm. minutes, which was mm-hmm. so funny because I'm watching like the tension mount and mount and mount, and then mm-hmm. it just snap cuts
1: to a Fortnite <laughs> commercial, and I was God. Like- <laughs> Not just, not, not only do you have to deal with ads, but they're like the worst ads. Yeah.
0: It was like those, those ads you see before a YouTube video of like a bootleg video game of like a Kardashian and you get to dress them up and it's like, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was like that. So I'm watching, yeah. I'm watching this zombie, like tear into a, a guy's face. And then it just cuts to like, Hee-hee! I was like, no, Ugh. but I will say it was really great for like, Cutting the tension because I was like, like laying in bed, like, ah, and then it would cut into a <laughs> commercial and I would just start yeah. laughing. Um, this movie is 75 minutes long, which is a podcast I listened to called How Did This Get Made? And they talk about how they can spot a bad movie when it doesn't reach 90 minutes. And for most of the time, that's very true. But this mm-hmm. movie, it just doesn't let up ever, uh, even no. when it's calm. No you know what's ha- what's mm-hmm. going to happen next. And then it just, when you think like, just when you're like, like really kind of like, oh my God, it ends. Mm-hmm. And it, it just ends yes. so quickly. And let's get into the summary mm-hmm. because it's it's it's
1: yeah, a yeah, five yeah.
0: minute movie. It packs a wallop of information.
1: It, it, it really, it does. And it has, it really has this kind of slow burn quality to the beginning, which is weird yeah. because it is such a short movie and you do- once once you get into the action, it just kind of like hits the ground running. So to kind of have that sense of like creeping dread, yes, like pervade the whole movie. It's really funny how they managed to do. That. I say funny. It's really interesting how they managed to pull that off, uh, given that the movie is as short as it is.
0: Yeah, it it, it really is well. It's very well paced. Um, it, yeah. I completely yeah. forgot that it was that short, and I remember I texted mm-hmm. Lindsay last night when I was watching it I texted Lindsay like I I fully forgot that it was this short and for a second when Mm -hmm. I opened Crackle I thought oh this isn't the full movie like there's something wrong and then I like double checked on Wikipedia and Mm -hmm. a few other places and I was like oh no this is not even 75 minutes minutes long which is great it's very much like Blair Witch Project Blair Witch Project is like 80 something minutes
1: yeah yeah it's, they definitely, like, all the fat has been trimmed. Like, everything that's left is just, like, high-octane not nightmare fuel. I'd be really curious to see how much footage they actually
0: shot for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to see that as well, yeah. All right, so let's get- I don't want a director's cut. No, like, no, no, there's no it's point. Per- it's perfect as it is. No, there's, uh, no, absolutely not. Um. Yeah. It. No, nope. All right, let's get
1: into this. All right, let's do it. We open in a Barcelona fire station where Aunt Angela Vidal and her cameraman Pablo are getting ready to film a segment for their news program, quote unquote, while you're asleep on what it's like to be a firefighter in the city and what their overnight shifts look like. Um, just as a real quick note, I am using the American pronunciation in the summary. It's just for, for ease of... Uh, getting through
0: it yeah it's uh yeah so it's um uh it's with the um emphasis on the a so it's angela but we'll be saying angela uh in yeah
1: yeah and and apologies it's just it it will help me it would be i mean it's it's
0: it's better that than being like the john oliver thing where he talks about how like you go to spain for a semester and then you come back and all you want to you only pronounce it barcelona
1: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) Every time I already, I already sound awkward when I do these things. Why are we making it worse? I had like,
0: to do it. I had to do it for the director because it. I literally did not know how to pronounce it. Like, because it's not like yeah. Haim, it's not like Jaime, like Jaime, which is like the mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. this is like the Catalan, um, and it's spelled uh, J A U M E. So I was like, I gotta go find like someone pronouncing this because I I
1: don't know. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. and
0: I would never have guessed Jauma. So I'm glad I did. So Yeah, exactly.
1: So, yeah. And that's also that's also different, like because it's a real person versus a character. Like if we were doing a documentary yeah.
0: <laughs> Um I will say, I like at the beginning of this movie that it begins on a blo- on like mm-hmm. the, on a couple of bloopers. And she's and she's just like yeah. oh, she like goes, oh God. Like she's just like, no. And she's just like, let's take it
1: again. And can you see my yeah. hand? And it's like very yeah. I, I, lo- I love that. You know what? It does, it does two things. It, one, it kind of endears you to the character right off the bat. Yeah, she's very likable. Um, she's very likable. And two, it puts your guard down. Oh yeah. You like because it's kind of you know it's it's kind of funny in a silly sort of way, and you're like oh yeah that is that is funny that is funny that you mess that up huh, good one, and it kind of relaxes you <laughs> into the movie so when the horror kicks in it kind of hits you right in the face yeah because it's so chill
0: this the whole the first so chill the first 15 or so minutes of this movie are like are like watching like live Mm. pd or like live rescue or whatever totally um where you're just kind of like like the mundane
1: parts yeah exactly exactly yeah there's there's plenty of uh filler footage around the firehouse lots of you know. This is how firefighters live. Look at the equipment. Oh wow, it's a dining hall. Isn't this fascinating? That sort of thing. My boyfriend like,
0: loves those. Loves those shows. So oh, does I. He? Yes. <laughs> you he
1: should like, show him this movie.
0: No, absolutely not. We <laughs> talked about it. My boyfriend would rather fling himself into traffic than watch this movie. He understands He hates horror movies, but he loves real life, like true crime stuff. So like he hates yeah. this he would hate this, but he makes me watch uh, a bunch of police, like try to subdue a guy who's like, you know, overdosing on meth. And I'm like, you won't, you'll watch this. And yeah. So it's like, how is this
1: better? How is this better? So, um,
0: but it, it, so, but I will say having that Mm -hmm. context, watching it this time, it it's really, really great. How, how realistic Mm -hmm. that part of it is which sometimes with yeah. found footage it can be like why why do you have the camera still on but for this it's like it makes a lot yeah of they
1: I think yeah they came up with a conceit uh that really works because that is always the the question when you watch found footage mm. uh horror or found footage movies in general um is why do you still have the camera like like take a look at uh Cloverfield Oh, God, yeah. Um, it's a movie that I actually like. like you know, it's a, it's a it's a monster movie and I like monster movies. But there is a point about halfway through where one of the characters literally says, why do you have, why do you still have the camera? And they don't really answer the question. No. They just sort of like gloss over it and keep going. And I mean, to a certain degree, you have to suspend your disbelief. Like they have the camera so we can watch the movie. Like, okay, fine, whatever. But I like in this one that there's, a solid logical reason for why they keep the cameras running.
0: Yeah, um, it's very, it's very clearly understood why why and, that's
1: happening, and it adds another layer of uh, reality mm. to it, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it scary. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. yeah. So um, yeah,
0: so they're uh, they're in this firefighting, they're in this firehouse, mm-hmm. and um it's just kind of boring and I, I love, I love that shot where they're like, all right, well, let's go like, look at the, let's go try on the, the suit and let's go see where they slide yeah. down. And there's this bit where, and, uh, where Angela is like on the floor at one point. Cause she's just kind of like, she's just kind of waiting. It's like kind of boring. Yeah, just chill. And she looks mm-hmm. up at the camera, just like, ugh, like she just, I mean, she's, yeah. she's not like mad. She's there, but it's more just like, okay, like I got to get back up and interview people Uh, like I gotta take I gotta take a break like it was it was very it was a very nice little like
1: this is gonna be a boring night uh, it's a it's a moment too of just waiting for something to happen
0: yeah and then she ends up making something happen because she goes and interviews the two like one of the girls and then she goes and she goes this is where they all sleep I love that moment where she's like this is where they all sleep and this is where they slide down the pole in like three minutes and then she turns around and a dude like in a towel like walks past her and it's just this moment of like (laughs)
1: it yeah. oh. doesn't even doesn't even acknowledge doesn't even acknowledge that she's there either he's just like he just walks by I love I love I yeah. that I loved that she also she does have a scene with two uh firefighters uh named Alex and Manu like they they kind of become her like her scene partners quote-unquote like they, yeah. they like the, she introduces them and basically she's told like you can stick with them. They'll kind of show you. They'll they'll show you the. If we go out, um, they'll kind of.
0: Yeah, they're the ones who are gonna like it. You know, they're the ones that they know that you're here and like we've told them yeah. that you're gonna be around, so that they'll make room for you and all that kind of
1: stuff. Yeah, I mean they. I mean essentially, when you get right down to it, they're on babysitter duty. Yeah, pretty much. But she's like they're pretty, pretty. They're pretty. They're pretty good natured about it though. Like oh yeah, um, like they're
0: playing basketball with her and like all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: I mean, one, yeah, one of the tragedies of this movie is that, like, they seem like good dudes.
0: Yeah, like, they all seem like they're having a good time, like, and she, like, yeah, exactly. and they're like, yay! And, they're, and they also talk about how, like, you know, we, uh, we answer calls for fires, obviously, but we also answer calls for, like, medical emergencies mm-hmm. and, um, you know, if, like, there's a power outage or, you know, whatever. So, yeah. like, you know, we may get, like, a, a call that's whatever, and what we, mm-hmm. or we might get and then I think Angela says to Manu I think says something like, well, I would love if we got like an event but like maybe nothing too serious and Manu's like, yeah, definitely. So she's like, I yeah, want us, yeah exactly. I, I want us to go out on a call but like nothing like but really nothing bad right
1: <laughs> It's like um, girl And <laughs> speaking of uh, the the piece or the boredom depending on how you look at it, is broken around. Uh, well, what is it like? Two in the morning. One or something two like, in the morning. I think later one or two on. Two yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, when the alarm goes off, calling everyone to their stations uh, to respond to a call about an old woman who is basically like screaming hysterically inside her apartment.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, should be fine. And they also say like when they're on their way to the building, uh, Angela's like, oh, why isn't, why aren't the lights on? Like, why, aren't, why isn't the alarm on? And they're like, we don't we do not do that unless it's like a true emergency. This person just, yeah. like, just one person. So we're not gonna put the lights on. Right. And I was like, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was cool. Cause she's like asking all these like questions mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, you can tell she's good at her job. She's not like some yes. uh, some dummy that like got put on this for no reason. Like she actually
1: can't. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, So the trucks pull up outside a downtown building with a police car already parked outside with the lights flashing Mm -hmm. Uh, inside the buildings. Residents are all gathered in the lobby along with uh, along with the two police officers, uh, presumably from the car outside. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a typical horror movie back and forth with the residents demanding to know what's going on, coupled with one of the cops trying to get Pablo to stop filming while they're inside. Um, he eventually relents and allows the camera to stay on, with the caveat that if he tells them to cut, they have to cut.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, but but Anhela like leans in after that and is like, "You better not turn off this camera." Like, we, yeah. And which I love because she's like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we'll, we'll cut if you tell us to. We'll tell you cut. we tell us to cut. And then Angela kind of yeah. comes behind the camera, and all you hear is her saying, "Like, tape everything."
1: <laughs> I, just, yeah, of I love that. And- I want to take, I want to take one quick second to, to point out like the, the, the chemistry between her and Pablo is really good. Not sex chemistry, but you can tell that you can tell that they've been working together for a long time. Like they're very comfortable with each other. Like they definitely give off the sense that they're very intuitive.
0: Yeah. Uh, they, They know each other pretty well
1: yeah which is good. exactly exactly which which is another thing that works in favor of the whole like keep the camera rolling conceit that yes for uh, found footage yes and her
0: being like and and we'll get to some other things too which is which is important for them
1: to keep the camera going <laughs> yes correct correct All right. the, the two officers make their way up to the apartment along with uh manu and alex and the camera crew um and the camera obviously uh, they enter the apartment to find the old woman kind of convulsing and, and, and snarling and doing like, you know, typical zombie behavior. And then out of nowhere, she lunges at one of the cops and bites him in the neck. Um, everyone everyone kind of rallies to carry the injured man downstairs while Alex stays behind to try and, uh, try and either like help or subdue her. Uh, I guess depending on what happens. Yeah. Um, And then they they get downstairs only to find that the building has been sealed off while they've been upstairs and no one is allowed to leave. And you see like a a significant amount of uh, light outside, uh, kind of indicating that like more emergency vehicles have pulled up in the meantime. Yeah. And it's literally like guys in hazmat suits like zipping a wall of plastic down outside the front doors and telling everyone you gotta stay put.
0: Yeah, like uh-huh. there's
1: a there's a light thing that there's a
0: um a loudspeaker that comes on and it's like everybody yeah can't yeah. leave, you know which
1: which has anybody ever been calmed at the sound of like someone on a loudspeaker? Like no. as soon as the loud as soon as the loudspeaker comes on, you know you're fucked.
0: This is like when the camera gets a little nuts and then it's all kind of mm. like wobbly. And but it, it, it clarifies just as this woman like pulls a chunk out of the um, cop's neck or like the oh, like when they're, they're
1: upstairs neck.
0: And it's just it's just
1: like glue. It's very like, um, oh, it, it's it, yeah, it like that's the, thing. that's the thing that I really like about this movie is that it's not like. It's not a wall to wall gore fest the way a lot of zombie movies are, but what's in there is. What's in there? Nasty. It's definitely, we're definitely talking like quality versus quantity. Like it's some quality gore.
0: I, and it's, and also you can tell that they maybe didn't have a lot of money, so they wouldn't be able to. I mean, in the, I know in the sequels they got a lot more money and they're a little more, right. they're larger. Yeah. So um, this is really mm-hmm. one of those cases where less is more you know they
1: definitely less is more and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this a little bit later but it it is definitely an example of like having to be judicious with how you, with how you apply like the, the the blood and guts aspects
0: yeah because um, it's that moment where like i remember watching it last night when it did cut in because uh, at first it's just like that zombie movie thing of like somebody in
1: somebody's shoulder going like
0: like you know, you can, you can get away yeah. with a lot uh, with just that shot. of Yeah, yeah. like you,
1: like you see, yeah, you see them, you see the face like smashed you, into like someone's neck. Yeah, exactly. And it's definitely like implied that there's biting happening. Yeah. Um, but, but then they take, yeah, then they take the extra step and they actually show like the, the like the <sighs> chunk coming out of his neck. And right. it's got like, yeah, like you said, like glue. It's got like the strings of gore kind of like yeah. pulling off. And uh yeah, it's, 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 you know what it is? It's a lot it's it's yeah it is but it's yeah. but it's, like, then, but it's the right just, amount of a lot it's it it's just the right amount of a lot yeah it i think they stop short of going overboard because you can't no, go overboard no 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 it's it's um, brutal without and then being to follow, gratuitous. exactly and then to follow that with like their attempts to like get him downstairs and like try to bring him to safety and only to find that you're locked in a build in the building mm-hmm. with someone who's at the very least like extremely sick yeah i mean after after a year of uh quarantine and social distancing i immediately started to sweat oh yeah 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 well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, and yeah, but, it, it definitely
0: and the american remake is called quarantine yeah but we don't talk about that one i know um but I, but i remember looking at that and being like oh yeah um,
1: oh now i see um, yeah yeah, yeah no, i know i
0: so yeah they're like you know they can't get they can't get out angela's like at one point she like takes her 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 bigger kind of shirt her overshirt, off to like help and you know she's really trying to get in there
1: find anything they can to kind of staunch the bleeding and like we find out that one of the residents is an intern has he has a a a medical background um so he's trying he jumps in to try and try and help um yeah like she takes off her like her her jacket or her overshirt or whatever and they're trying to use that to stop the bleeding everybody's panicking like all the residents are freaking out. Um, everyone's yelling, trying to figure out what's going on. And in the in the middle of all this, the body of Alex comes flying down the staircase, slamming into the lobby floor. It's so and good. When I say fly- like the stairs are arranged in like like kind of a spiral. Yeah. Um. With with the middle like open down to the lobby below, and that's that's where he drops. And he just he hits the ground with like a it like like a smack. Like it sounds like like something hitting concrete. The great thing about that shot is that everyone's reactions are completely genuine because nobody knew that was coming. I um, love it. Isn't that love amazing? It. Yeah, they, like nobody knew nobody knew that the body was going to come flying over the rail the way that it was. So when he hits the ground and everybody screams, that is all one hundred percent real.
0: I love that. Um,
1: it's a great. It's a great moment too. Like I'm not always that sound of like that. And, and the fact that it's so unexpected because you don't hear, you don't hear any sounds of like screaming or noise coming from upstairs or maybe you do, but it's drowned out by everybody in the lobby um, because there's so much noise going on downstairs and it really
0: you only hear the, um, the sound of like that, like as he's falling, but you don't really know what it is. And then yeah. all of a sudden. And, and, see- and
1: yeah, and you don't even have enough time to process it before, before he hits the ground. Um, it's, I'm not always a huge fan of jump scares. I think they can be lazy. This is one that works. And it, and it still gets me every time I watch this movie. Cause I've watched it's it a so few good. times now. And even though, you know, it's coming, like you can't. Not react
0: well. Also, you're um you're focused on the because the woman with the, the daughter is like talking when that's happening, and she's like right. told us that we weren't allowed to leave, and we can't go back upstairs, and what's going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, and she tells her her husband is out getting um medicine for the daughter because the daughter's sick, and and she yeah. like, won't be able to come back in. She needs her medicine, so you're like mm-hmm. focused on that and like the whole like yeah
1: exactly of the moment, and then boom, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah yeah. <laughs> It's, and it, yeah, it's such a great, it's such a great, It's uh, so good. It's such a great scare. I really love it. I love it so much. It might be my favorite part of the movie. It's really, really uh, good. Okay. So, so yeah, he, he falls, he hits the ground. Everybody screams, including me. Yep. Uh, Angela and Pablo follow Manu and the other cop. I don't know his name, but it's fine. Uh, uh I, We don't know his name. Anyway, they, they go back up to the apartment uh, where they're attacked again by the old woman who's like, so when they first went up, they kind of went down the hall and she was in like a bedroom at the back yep. of the apartment. Yep. So they go up, they go back into the bedroom. She's not there. And then when they turn around, they find her crouched behind like where the door to the apartment is. So they didn't see her when they came in and then they turn around and she kind of jumps at them. Another great scare. Yeah. Um, and then so- um, they oh, and are- we, we do. We find that uh, she had also killed a girl who lived, I think, across the hall. Yeah. Because that girl comes her. running,
0: comes running out and uh they also talk about, she, right. um, they, they call her the Colombian girl who, the Colombian girl who lives, who lives across the hall.
1: Yeah. And I think it's kind of implied that like, she helps like take care of her. Cause this woman lives by herself or something. So that's why she was there. Yeah. So she comes kind of running out
0: and smashed into the wall and then she falls down. Cause they like shoot, they like, they, she like falls down and then the old lady, and then they shoot the old lady. They do. And I, and I love this because in the whole rest of the scene that takes place in the foreground, mm-hmm. uh, the old lady is just laying there, like "quote unquote" dead in the back, and you think, yeah, yeah
1: they, the they, whole they scene shoot. that she's gonna get yeah. up, and she doesn't. Yeah, and she and she's not like centered in the shop by any means the whole time, and like they kind of they shoot her in the chest, and she kind of like collapses against the wall, like yeah, next to like like a like a like a, a console table, yeah, like a little cabinet thing in the hall. So she's kind of like you expect her to get back up,
0: and she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't. Uh, but there's this uh, like, but it like, it's really interesting. Cause I forgot that like, you know, what happens later on. So the camera like pans in and out and it like focuses on the front and then it goes back and you can mm-hmm. see her and then it comes back and then you can see yeah. her again. So it's like this, is she yeah. going to be there? Yes, she is. Is she going to be yeah. there? Yes, she is. And I love yeah. this moment too, because they emphasize that she got shot because uh angela makes pablo rewind the footage and show it to her again yeah and the whole and the whole movie right. rewinds, which i love and, and i was like mm-hmm. show me and i also love but right before this when they're going up the stairs the other cop like mm-hmm. uh pablo is following them with the camera of course and pablo's yeah. kind of going up and like explaining something and he turns around and he sees the camera and he kind of just goes like what are you doing like everybody there's, there's a couple of moments in this movie where people realize the camera's on and they're like why why
1: <laughs>
0: why is this and I was like we're filming for new a news thing we're not allowed to turn it off or something like that uh um, but then that's when um Pablo lies and is like oh no well you know it's off I swear it's off yeah and it's, it's
1: not off. and it's super not
0: friends. I love it I love it it's not off at all so yeah they like so they, 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 once after they rewind, like it cuts, like there's a couple of cuts that happen where you kind of, mm-hmm. they kind of end up coming back downstairs and, yeah know, and then right before this, like they tried to get out another way and they were like the, the, the whoever's outside, like. Oh the, yeah. The carp come down and it's like, nope, not this way. You're, you're, you're really. Sealed yeah, so, so
1: um, on, yeah, on the other side of the building, like on the, the ground floor, there's like a textile like store. But they were like let's go through the store we can get out the other side and yeah they get to the other side and that's being sealed off as well um and and there's also like a security grate yeah or security gate separating the lobby from the from the fabric store yep um which doesn't seem all that secure because they get into it pretty quick um not even okay so back downstairs angela starts to interview some of the residents in the building like i guess like something to do because they're all just like now they're in kind of a holding pattern yeah everything everything's gone a little weird let's say like we have people who are injured that nobody knows what's going on so I kind of I look at it as like kind of falling back into old habits because like what else am I gonna do
0: well and also she because nobody's telling them about what's going on and like they're not allowed to leave and like all this kind of stuff I feel like Angela's yeah. is also thinking like we gotta like. She's a journalist. She's a. She's a, You mm-hmm. know. She wants to like document this because she d- she does say to Pablo at one point like or she like you know does like to Pablo like to camera. Yeah. She's like, mm-hmm. there's this going on. There's this going on. They steal the building. They won't let us leave, and nobody's telling us why. So like, there's like there's a way to communicate this information. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. nobody's telling yeah. us what's happening here. Yeah. Um, so yeah. She starts interviewing people. And I kind of love yeah. this because you get to like
1: meet. You get a chance. I mean, you get a little, you get a little FaceTime with all of the, uh, with all the residents. So they're not just like red shirt number one. Yeah. Basically. You get, you get a chance to kind of learn a little bit more about everybody else who's in there. So we get the stressed out lady with the sick kid who uh, she's going to write a very strongly worded letter to the manager. And I love one thing about this is so that the
0: kid's name is uh, Jennifer. And she, she's, so, and I love, Angela's really cute with the kids. She's just like, you know, you know, do you live? like, I live with my mama, I live with my daddy and I live with my, with my dog, my dog, Max. And, um, and she's like, are you sick? And she's like, yeah. She's like, well, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and my daddy went to, um, you know, what, you know, I can't get my medicine. And Angela's like, well, why can't you get your medicine? And you hear from like off camera because the dad went to go get at the store and Angela's like, you're not on camera. <laughs> I'm
1: I'm like, like, okay, that. we're we're not talking to you right now. And then she 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 at one point she even says like we can interview you later. And she goes, oh, I don't need to be interviewed. You don't need to interview me. I'm like, lady.
0: But then it cuts to her being like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a call
1: and that like
0: it, like oh yeah like, yeah it's
1: funny. Oh, it's it's also worth noting too that she mentions their family dog who has been at the vet because he's sick and they don't know what's wrong with him. So he's at the vet, and uh, so he's and, the vet. Dad went to get medicine, and now he's locked out of the building. And Jennifer um, is is sick as well. Uh, We also meet an elderly couple that can't stop talking over each other, even though neither one actually seems to know what's going on. I love, uh, I love them. I love them. Yeah, they <laughs> definitely. You definitely get the sense that they've been married for like a hundred years. Yeah, and it,
0: I just love him being like, "Can't you just? Wh- I I know what's going on. Why won't you let me talk? It's." So good. It's so and good. she was
1: like, "You were asleep. <laughs> really? You don't know.
0: I threw on my clothes and I came down." Oh, it's
1: so good. They're it's very, good. yeah. They're they're very funny. They they feel very lived in without being like actively hostile.
0: Yeah, and Angela at the end is like, "Okay, so like to sum up, like what
1: happened?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so um, good. Uh, we also meet a weird racist man who lives by himself, as God intended. I. The worst. Wow, but I worst. forgot about this. Yeah, uh, he's, he, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. He's not great.
0: I am I was very glad that, that he met the end that he did. I yes. hated him. Just the yeah. fact that he's like, oh, you know, like oh, there was this, uh, things were going on, people are getting sick and then he just leans into the camera and he's like, I think it's the Chinese. And I was
1: like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh my God, what? And, he, and, and the way he says it, too, is so, like, affable, like, conspiratorial. Like Gary in a private joke or something. It's like, he's like one of those guys.
0: And I also like, love that he's like, well, when are we going to start recording? And Angela's like, oh, we already started.
1: He's like, oh, why didn't you tell me? All your racist bullshit just got caught on camera. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. God.
0: Uh, highly. And then, uh, and then
1: she's like, yeah, I think we're good. I think we, we don't need any more. We're good. And she yeah. just kind of, like, cuts him off
0: highly uh prescient my god like, oh yeah mm-hmm. oh god mm-hmm. it was oh, i was
1: and yeah. then we and then we also
0: meet the um the chinese family that's in the building yes as well yes
1: so it's a husband wife and a kid is it a little kid. boy i can't remember it's a little boy i think yeah it is a little boy right yeah, yeah. um yeah. so and we also find out that uh the wife's elderly father has been sick in bed in their apartment the whole time and no so, and the cops and the cops brought everyone oh sorry
0: the you, cops don't know the cops and the the uh right. the, the the other people like the firefighters and everything they don't know that the dude is that the father or grandfather is yeah in, is, uh, is upstairs sick
1: yeah um i mean presumably when they called everyone down to the lobby they figured they'd go downstairs find out what's happened like they'd take care of the old lady and then they could go back home yeah
0: uh, and the, the people so, in the building think that they got everybody, that, that everybody's downstairs.
1: Uh, correct. And that also starts to create some suspicion among the other residents. Like, oh, well, he's in bed and he's sick. Like, how do we know he's not the, the cause? Um, because they're assholes? Yeah. It, it definitely gets a little, yeah, it, 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 gets very, it gets very tense. So in the middle of all this, um, a health guy, official title, Uh, wearing a hazmat suit, enters the building to uh, like assess the the situation. Um, And he tells the residents that as long as they pass a blood test, uh, they'll be able to leave the building. Because essentially, they think there may be some sort of contaminant in the building, and that's why it's off. And they're like, if you pass the blood test, then we'll let you out, and everything will be fine. And they're like, hooray, we're saved. They're not. Yeah. After removing Alex and cop with the bit neck, to a separate room and handcuffing them to like a table like it, it, like it looked in in the shot it looks like a stretcher but I don't think it is because they're not in a hospital but they basically find a room in like the, the fabric store like a side room and kind of like stick them in there they're like let's get them away from the people let's separate them out we'll handcuff them to the table or whatever then we can we can check everybody else and then deal with them
0: yeah, and, uh, and uh, Angela makes Pablo go up onto like a, a right. counter
1: and like open up a window and- um, Yeah, it's like a, uh, it's like a, like a transom window. Yeah. Um, yes. And he kind of gets sneaky. He gets some sneaky shots of the inside of the room where the, uh, the like medical assistant resident had gone in to try and help and then gets bit. What I love
0: about this whole scene it is that not. Pablo just keeps going like, holy shit holy shit. And Angela's like, Pablo, what is going on? And Pablo doesn't say anything. Pablo's just like, go, go run. Like
1: he doesn't doesn't
0: explain what's happening. He's just like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Go. Yeah.
1: So one of the, one of the, one of the guys who had gotten bitten, uh, he wakes up as they're attempting to handcuff him to the table. Um, and he lunges at, he lunges at the medical resident, again, official title, uh, bites him. And then the other cop and um, Manu, who had been in the room too, like they make it out and they shut the door behind themselves and lock it, leaving the other guy in the room with the two zombies. Yep. Um, and then they, they hightail it back to the lobby and close the, close the gate uh, between the fabric store and the residential building. Uh, but again, like I said, it doesn't seem like a very secure uh, system, which we we find uh, a few minutes later. Yeah, seriously. Um, So yeah, like this poor guy just trying to help gets locked in the zombie room and left to his fate, Mm -hmm. sucks. They come back in the Uh lobby
0: and the hazmat suit guy says that they think it's a virus and it started with a dog that um, was chipped and traced back to this building. Mm-hmm. And it was attacked all the other dogs in the clinic, and they had to like give it heavy tranquilizers and put it down. And Angela's like, Was the dog named Max? And he goes, mm-hmm. Yes. And then I love this. It's like, It everybody, I don't, I don't know why this is so chilling, but like ev- the camera and everyone just turns to the mom with the kid, and mm-hmm. the mom with the kid are like holding
1: holding the little girl in her oh, arms, little
0: girl, and he, she's like, center left and it's like kind of far away and there's like dead uh-huh. silence and then the girl and then the mom says like it's just tonsillitis and it's just this feeling of it's, like fuck <laughs>
1: like, it's such a you know what it's it's chilling because it's such a loaded moment like the call it's a loaded, is coming from inside the house it's, it's literally the same vibe as that it really is um, and it's chilling because even as she's saying it's just tonsillitis you can see her kind of doing the math in her head. Like she, I think she starts to put the pieces together, even though she doesn't want to acknowledge that. Yep, necessarily. not even. Um, I mean, you can just, I mean, you can see, you can see how scared she is. It's, I feel like it's a combination of being scared for her daughter, who we, are, we already know by this point is sick, but also scared of her daughter as well because if that is the cause, then we're, we're fucked basically.
0: Everyone's like, Oh God. Like, it's like a whole, like, like thing. And then they're like, okay. And, but like, they don't want to like freak her out or anything. So they're like, okay. Like,
1: so yeah, they don't want to freak her out, but they're immediately suspicious and it turns out they're right because Jennifer, the little girl suddenly screams, pukes blood all over her mother and like, drops to the ground and runs up the stairs like a feral child yeah Um,
0: and I love this too because you don't see her puke the blood on the mom's face it's a very great moment of like okay we have a kid so we don't necessarily want to like put like blood in her mouth like it's a very cool like little trick so you don't see her face because you see kind of her hair like in her face and then you see like the mom and the mom kind of like turns like this and then you just hear the and she turns and now she's got blood all over her face like it's a really yeah exactly great little little moment Uh of like of of like of like I think I I don't know I don't know this but it's like it gives me the impression that like working with a kid you have to be like careful about how you maybe they just didn't want to put a blood pack in the kid's mouth or or something but it it, well you know
1: it's I mean it it reminds me of how like the little kid who played Danny in The Shining didn't know that he was in a, in a horror movie. movie because they never like they filmed his his scenes in such a way that they weren't scary for him. Yeah, it's just okay. Uh, go right around this. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, like none of this, none of the stuff that happens in the movie is anything that he dealt with. And uh, also, set. fun
0: fact: so that a uh, bunch of the scenes mm-hmm. with uh, Shelley Duvall carrying Danny and running away from the the axe wielding jack nicholson she's carrying uh-huh. a. she's carrying a dummy
1: yeah exactly yeah. exactly so yeah.
0: i i, I kind of i just love that and she just goes like and then she's just like and runs up the stairs yeah and the mom full meltdown full-on freak out like point where she has to get cuffed to the banister because she's because she wants to oh, go upstairs yeah. She wants to go upstairs and get Jennifer, so she's like, "Ah, ah. It, oh, yeah, yeah, it, exactly." It is, it is some of the acting in this movie. It's all great, but this
1: is telenovela, like, "Ooh, wow. It's a like, little, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's it's overwrought in all the best ways. It's like ah! yeah, like, it's oh, very it's so yeah. Good. It, it's you know so what good. though? It's perfect. It we it really it works in this context. It really oh. does. It's all
0: awesome. yeah. 100%. Yeah. It works great. So yeah,
1: they handcuff her to the stairs, and Pablo follows Manu and the cop guy upstairs to try and find the little girl. Uh, they succeed, but by now, she's developed a full-blown case of face-biting, and cop gets bitten and tells the other two to go on without him. Uh, they run back downstairs, uh, only to find that like, the zombies from earlier who had been locked in the fabric store have managed to make their way into the lobby. So you see like the, the, the gate between the lobby and the, the fabric store, like it's been raised not a lot, but like enough for them to kind of get underneath it. Yeah. It's a full blown pandemonium, obviously. Um, they they make like a cursory attempt at freeing like the woman who's been handcuffed to the stairs, but they're, they're, they're too slow. Uh, the zombies are too fast. And I think they realize that they didn't even have the keys yeah. Um, so, uh, like, they 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 basically they, they fucking leave her behind. Like, what are you gonna do? It's, uh, yeah. And it's 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 brutal. Like, she she just gets she gets zombied so hard. She. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. She gets it bad. Um. So yeah, they leave her. They leave her screaming in the lobby while they rush back up the stairs. I do love that
0: moment though because she's kind of like slumped against the stairs. When they come down, when they come back down. Yeah. And and they're like, What are we gonna do? Blah 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 blah. Like we have to go back upstairs or we have to like, you know, do this thing. And yeah. then the and they're camera- like, Well, we can get by her. She's she's chained to the stairs. It's fine. Well and no, then, before like- that they turn around oh. like she's been slumped over on the stairs and they're trying to figure out what to do next. And the, and then the camera turns and she's standing straight up.
1: Oh, that's right. Yes, and it's like oh, and it's like, ah <laughs> that's such a good, that's such a good uh, but yeah, that's such a good, like, it's not even a jump scare. It's just like a, like an, oh fuck moment. Yeah. It's like, a ah, cause you know that, like, you know, it's
0: going to happen because she got blood puked in her face, but like, that's, it's, yeah, of course. It's I mean, she moment- got blood puked in her face and she also got bit by a bunch of zombies. That too, that too. But it's just like, yeah. it's just this moment of like, oh no, like it's a, it's a really, it's, it's really, really good.
1: It's really, really it's good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so we get like basically like there's nowhere there, there, there's nowhere else for them to go but like back up the stairs, so we get a nice extended sequence of uh, like running up the stairs and through the all the halls, where we see that pretty much like pretty much everybody has become a zombie by now. Like once it what like, once it gets out into the the main building, it spreads real fucking fast. Like, oh no. Nobody had a shot.
0: And when we go upstairs, we realize that the old woman is gone. Uh, so it's a good like, oh, yeah. Back so to, to that, Yeah, they go
1: back to her. Yeah, they go back to her apartment um, and they there's a shot like panning down the hall where they had shot her. And there's a nice like long trail of blood, like down the whole length of the hallway. But the spot where she'd been slumped up against the wall next to the next to the cabinet uh, is empty. And then that's when they see Jennifer, and Jennifer bites
0: him. And then they yes. turn around, and that's when the old lady comes running out of the out of the, right. out of the door. And I love this because he takes like a tire iron or something and just like pops her in the face. It's great, <laughs>
1: yeah. great, just just punching that old woman in the face. Like, yeah. Hey, listen, you got to do what you got to do. do. Like, the first rule of zombie movies: like nobody is nobody is sacred once no. once you get zombies
0: no not
1: even a little bit so yeah so now by this point angela pablo and manu are the only ones the only ones left alive yep um they they managed to find a key in one of the residence apartments i think he was like the what like like the equivalent of like the hoa yeah head there was a term for it but i can't remember off the top of my head um basically they find a key in his apartment that they can use to escape the building through the sewers um, but before they can make a run for it, uh, they're accosted by another zombie outside who bites Manu in the face. Oh. A lot of face biting, so much face biting. A lot of face
0: biting. Um
1: and, and it like essentially like cuts off their escape path, forcing them upstairs where they shelter inside uh the penthouse that everybody claims has been empty and abandoned for years. Hey, friends, it's not. Oh. I also love where she, so she's like, where's Manu? Where's Manu? And
0: she like looks over the door, looks, looks over the balcony. Yeah. And then it's just like, "Yeah!" Wah! like everybody is like, oh, oh, we're all zombies. Like it's, and then you see Manu like, Wah! and like, that's when they go up into the, the penthouse. Yeah,
1: Inside the, the creepy penthouse, we see, we see a lot of like weird equipment, like old timey science and medical equipment, um, And we also see that the walls have been plastered with articles describing the possession, quote unquote, of a Portuguese girl named uh, Tristana and like an old timey tape recorder that plays a message about about like like trying to treat her like, you know, all the articles were about how it was a demonic possession, whatever. And these tapes sound more like like medical journals, like here's what we're trying to do to cure her um you know they like they they talk a lot about like isolating an enzyme that the girl was carrying and um like if we can if we can isolate that like maybe we can create like either a a cure or like maybe a vaccine because whatever's happening to her is contagious and 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 they think it's like the ends they think they've just isolated
0: the enzyme that is um that is like demonic possession, like what what creates? Uh, yeah, yeah, possession. exactly,
1: exactly. It's basically like the the science behind what we think of as demonic possessions, or like superstitiously what we would think of as demonic possessions. They find that it's uh, mutating too quickly for them to control, though, and becoming super super contagious. And there's also a line in there that I really really I love this detail about how it affects people differently based on their blood type. Uh-huh. So it also adds a layer of um, unpredictability. Which yep. is something that which is something that's sort of unique to zombie movies, I feel like. Because I mean to a certain degree, zombie movies are formulaic. Like you get bit, a certain amount of time passes, you become a zombie, and then you can only die like if you get if you remove the head or destroy the brain. Yep. Like that's that, that's zombie zombie checklist a b c d so saying that different blood types can be affected differently meaning you could get bitten and like two people could get bitten and one could turn almost immediately and the other could go hours or potentially even days yep before they before they start to show symptoms like that's very that's very scary yeah a little bit a little bit yeah so like essentially like they get to the end of the tape and the solution is to lock Tristana away and let, let her starve to death. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, it's- uh, Yeah, just I, like, and like, so that she can't get out. And they're like, if she does get out, then like, God help us or whatever. Like that's their- only Yeah, exactly, was, exactly. They've like, done all this research and the only thing they're able, the only thing they can think of for this is just like, uh, lock her in a room?
1: Yeah. And yeah. just pretend that- she-
0: pretend that she's
1: not there maybe yeah definitely more humane than just like just kill her man stuff. Jesus, just kill her. yeah yeah like how is how is how is this better like one it's actively cruel to leave her to her fate but two like you're operating on the assumption that like she, one that she's never going to get out and two that this thing couldn't like become airborne And spread that way which i think is pretty heavily implied considering it starts with the dog and the little girl in a completely different apartment yeah um so it's it you know it's it's an objectively insane solution (laughs) to the problem Uh, i think objectively bonkers yeah it's not good so while they're in the the penthouse you know they're like going through all the the documents they're listening to the tapes they're trying to find a way out um and while they're doing all this the lights go out plunging the room into complete darkness and through the camera's night vision we see Tristana herself appear um and she's like she's she's tall she's emaciated like literally skin and bones she's got like weird long stringy hair um and you can see her kind of like banging around the around the penthouse, like maybe looking for food or something. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't seem to be aware that they're there. Like they're, she seems they're, like she's blind. It seems like she's blind. And as long as like you're quiet, like she, she, yeah, she does. She doesn't seem to to notice that they're there.
0: Yeah. So the guy that plays Tristana, because it's played by a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. His name is Javier Botet and he, I don't want to call him like the Spanish Doug Jones, but he kind of is. Like he does a lot of creature, mm-hmm. uh, creature movies and like creature effects and creature characters. Yes, he played. He was the hobo leper in it. Um, he was Slenderman in the Slenderman movie, which makes sense because mm-hmm. he's like six seven and this big. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> he was in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, he was in. Oh. Yeah. He's been in a lot of like huh. creature feature sort of things as like the if they need like a super skinny uh mm-hmm. person. And um fun fact Someone like Doug
1: Jones who's like triple jointed and can move his body in ways that well fun fact.
0: Oh and you he, he was also in um he was also the big dude in the conjuring too, like the the like the- oh okay and uh yeah, yeah he was uh he was in the, the the remake of the mummy that no one watched uh he was the all of the <laughs> he was all of the um the creepy blood creatures and crimson peak he oh. uh yeah so he's just been in a bunch of things yeah and uh oh and he was the um he was the formal uh xenomorph motion capture guy for alien covenant um, so he's been like he's like that guy like he does like a toilet. So funny that you mentioned Doug Jones. So uh-huh. in I know that the remake is is stupid and pointless, but in the remake <laughs> in the remake of *Wreck* called *Quarantine*, they change mm-hmm. it to a to a tall, skinny, infected man at the end mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. movie, played by mm-hmm. Doug Jones. Because of course it is. Who else? Who <laughs> like, else? The minute I read that, I was
1: like. Duh! Like of course, yeah. quarantine. Quarantine is a bad movie, and I stand by that. But I also love and respect Doug Jones. I love Doug Jones. He's incredible, and um,
0: yes, he should be in everything ever. Uh, I Absolutely. Think that, and I do think that Javier Botet is kind of been groom is grooming being groomed to kind of be the replacement for Doug to be like the heir apparent to Doug Jones because Doug Jones mm. is like sixty which, you know, he's got a long way to go, but uh, he's done a yeah. lot. He's doing a lot of movies and, and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, Javier Botet is only like um, 42 or something. So he's, you know, okay. I think uh, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm sure that Javier Botet's going to get a lot of the jobs that mm-hmm. Jones would have done. But yeah. there's a, I think Javier Botet is even skinnier and like, and like, there's just like a haunting quality to yeah. Javier Botet. Yeah like, yeah, like Doug Jones, like he can kind of manipulate himself to do a lot of different things, but he's a lot mm-hmm. more solid of a presence than Javier Botet. If that if that makes sense, yeah. Javier Botet, like yeah. you watch him and you're like, that's got to be fake, and it's not. He's-
1: Does, was it was he the one who did the uh, the motion stuff for uh, Mama? Yes. With uh, yes. Jessica Chastain. That he, was him. He did mama. The behind the scenes footage of him, like moving as the ghost in yep. mama is, uh, it, it, it haunts me.
0: <laughs> <It's> very- <laughs> so, so, so he has Marfan, he has Marfan syndrome, which is, yeah, a, yeah. um, one of the, one of the characteristics of that is that you have extremely, um, you're hyperlax in your body tissues and, mm-hmm. uh, it gives you long fingers and large, long, thin hands and fingers, and a long build. He's yeah. six seven and one hundred and twenty three mm. pounds. Oof, that's about as big as my thigh. So
1: <laughs> literally, though. Uh, yeah. It was just, except so for the part, I, except for the part about being six seven.
0: Yeah. Um. So We're that's not what, six seven. No, absolutely not. Um. <laughs> so. You can. That's what I mean by by saying that like Doug Jones has just a more solid kind of presence because Doug Jones is tall and skinny, but this is yeah. this is this is different. This is much like this is a very different quality. And yeah. that moment when she comes out of like the darkness, ooh. like holy shit, it's, in those in is, those baggy underpants, <laughs> it's just great.
1: Oh, and and the way the way her eyes like it's like glow ooh. in the night vision. Oh, it 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 is. Ooh. Legitimately, legitimately haunting. And I it's, love that
0: the camera swings back to, to, the camera swings back to Angela and she's just like, she's <laughs> just she's got, yeah, she's got her
1: hand like clamped over her mouth. Um, and she's like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh. And, and we are all right there. And Pablo's like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> just, it, it really does just make you like want to die. It's it, so, yeah. so scary. Yep. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. For 10 terrifying minutes, she, she stalks the two of them through the darkness until she manages to, uh, attack and kill Pablo. Like, he yeah, must, I, like he made a noise or something that drew her to him.
0: Yeah. Cause there's this moment where like they, where she's like, if, if she doesn't hear us, we'll be able to get out. So like, they like, yeah. they like move a little bit and then they, mm-hmm. the camera swings over and the, and the, and uh, what's her face? It's kind of just like, whoa. And like, doesn't really see them. And then they kind of go yeah. a little bit and then they, they come back and see, and then they go a little bit and all of a sudden you just hear. Aah! And it's just like, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So she, kill, she kills Pablo, which causes Angela to scream. Uh, the camera The camera drops. And the final shot is Angela terrified and hysterical crawling towards the camera until she's pulled back into the darkness with a final screen. And that's like
0: probably one of the more famous shots in the, in the movie. It's
1: You know, it's really, it, I mean, it's basically the, it's basically the, the poster. For yeah. for
0: quarantine. For, it's the poster quarantine. For, for quarantine. I think
1: the poster for Wreck is, um,
0: the poster for wreck is right before that when the light what not when the not when the infrared is oh, yeah. on on it right, right. like it's on like they're like kind of they're kind of this close and she's like listening uh-huh. to the to the the playback of the thing um yeah. but yeah so the end of wreck is like it, it, yeah, it's it's 20, it's like 73 minutes, but that last 10 that last five 10 minutes is all like leading up to the the penthouse and then the attic. Like the the penthouse is like one thing, but then the attic is like yeah, the the next bit. And also it's Pablo's friggin' idea to go up in the attic. You can hear Angela going like Pablo, no, like what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, that's right. Here. Yeah, You're that's bullshit. right. I, I did no! about that. Pablo, I that. yeah, Pablo. Oh I do love at the very end. So she gets pulled back and then you hear her, mm-hmm. like what she said before everything went down, mm-hmm. saying to Pablo, we have to tape everything for fuck's sake. And then this metal, yeah. like this, like a Spanish metal song kicks, kicks in. And it's like, and it, I just love this. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you're like, it's such a great, it's, uh, a, it's, such a great like, it's such a great way to end the movie. It's perfect.
0: Cause you're already, you already feel like you run a friggin' marathon.
1: Yeah, you
0: already um, want to cry. Um, so uh, my talking point is basically just, uh, Lindsay's a monster for making me do this again. Um, I, I regret nothing. And, uh, you know, I think my other talking point was just about Javier Botet and, and how great he is. I think that I love when you yeah, can definitely. tell that something is, C- I, I, love that, I love that feeling of like, I don't know if this is CGI, a CGI or not. Like, right, I love right. that kind of feeling. And- I actually double-checked to see if he was the old uh, uh, old titty monster in It Chapter 2. He is... Oh, no, he is! Oh, is he? I think so. It says The Witch. Is that
1: it? That must be it. Yes! He is the titty monster! It's too bad. It's too bad they covered him with so much fucking CGI that you can't tell the difference. But that makes so much sense!
0: Like, and so that's, like, the connection between that and and this. Like, it's that thing of, like, that's just how that person looks and mm-hmm. that's kind of cool because like it's yeah. also it's like that 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 college that, that college that art school student that they found to play the xenomorph in the original alien who's like yeah exactly 611 and his arms are like the length of my whole body like it's it's just yeah. really cool the way that they kind of the way that, mm-hmm. they,
1: that they're able to do that um, the, the way they can take like somebody's natural features and emphasize them in the way that they did. Like, I think that's, I think that's really interesting. I
0: think they also did
1: that because he's the crooked man.
0: Like we mentioned, he's the crooked right. man in The Conjuring. And I think they just, yes. I don't think, yes, it's CGI because it is really apparent, but I think it's the CGI of it is that they made him taller. And um, like, they just, they just
1: emphasized, they emphasized yeah.
0: him. Um, but they didn't even need to Yeah, yeah.
1: It's I mean, already weird, weird looking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that's, that's my, that's the issue I have is that they just went too far. I will say he's a very handsome devil in real life. Oh, is he?
0: Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Yeah. Um, but oh, you, no, but like, but again, this is a picture of him with clothing on. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, so there's this, so that was like my main kind of like talking point of it, but I know, but like, and we talked about this a little bit earlier on, mm-hmm. but like, found footage is just so fun to me and I know people don't I I, I think people get sick of it but I love I love
1: found footage I love I love found footage I I really do I think people people talk a lot of shit about found footage and I mean because when it's when you do it wrong it's 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 real bad you know what you can say the exact same thing about any other genre oh I know I I know that I I think found footage I know you know I'm not yelling at you um I think I think found footage gets maligned to an unfair degree, especially okay. especially like within the horror genre as well because there's some bad horror out there. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who maybe less so now because we have seen kind of an uptick in the last cool. like two years of like really, really cool and interesting found footage. But I, I think people have a tendency to thumb their nose at it automatically. I find very frustrating because some of my favorite horror, has been found footage and like there's uh, there's a couple reasons why I like it um and one is found footage tends to be lower budget in yeah. general yeah. and I have found myself over the years becoming more and more a fan of low budget horror because you have to get you have to get creative with the way with the way you make your movie and the way you approach like the, the scares and like if you if you're gonna make it gory, like how do you do that in a way that's effective um, while still staying under budget? Honestly, like my, my favorite scary movie moments aren't the jump scares. I think that's good for like a quick like <gasps> or, or a quick scream or whatever. But those aren't the things that keep me coming back. Like the stuff that stays scary after the fact is like the creeping dread aspect um it's it's the things happening in the background um it's simple tricks like we talked about where like somebody's in the shot and the camera pans away and then it pans back and they're gone or the opposite yeah i mean we've said before that the scariest parts of a horror movie are the things that you can't see and found footage is such a great way to kind of facilitate that and use that trope in really cool and really effective ways. And that's I think that's what makes this movie so effective too because there's so much that you don't see. And then the last like 10 minutes you see everything and it's so, so scary.
0: Yeah. And so I was looking at the budget for this movie. It was $2 million. Um, Yeah. And I think that, and we talked about Cloverfield And the thing that I I, and I love we watched, we saw Cloverfield together. I really enjoy Cloverfield because I love a monster Mm -hmm. movie and I love um I love found footage. But I think the only thing that I don't like about Cloverfield is that it is very slick. And it is very slick. Yeah. It's that like, oh, Mm -hmm. we're like it's a found footage movie, but this is shot with a professional camera. And the only thing that's different about it is that Mm -hmm. it's being shot by people who don't know how to operate a professional camera. And the director said in interviews Mm -hmm. about Cloverfield, like, I don't know how Mm -hmm. to operate a camera. So I'm not I'm not trained in camera operation. So at times I was behind the camera. Um an actor that shall not be named was behind the camera. Um Mm -hmm. that uh and uh he was operating it because he didn't know how to do it. And so as a result, it's got that like wobbly feeling. Mm -hmm. So that works, but yeah. It is so, it's, it's just like, oh, someone's doing a shitty job handling a real camera. Whereas this, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think it was shot on videotape. I, it, it looks like it was though. It, 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 it's almost like a, yeah yeah. Uh, you know, what it reminds me of 28 Days Later, the original 28 Days Later, which was shot yeah. on yeah. digital. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and isn't that one of the first movies that was shot on digital too? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's so Weird looking as a result. Yeah, it it's is like it looks like a relic from it. It, it in a good way. It is yes. a relic of its time. Like it. It looks Definitely. like it was shot. It looks like it was shot in the nineties. It's like a very reality bites sort of vibe. It's true, it's true. Um, yeah, but it was shot in two thousand two. But it, it's got this like yeah. homemade, weird, grainy, grittiness yeah. to it. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. it would have been still effective if it was shot on a regular camera, but it it, it just has this like homemade like rea- like it just feels.
1: There's like, something. Ah, I think there's something ah. very. It it gives the film kind of a uh, a more intimate feel. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like like Clover, it's a difference between that and Cloverfield. Like you mentioned, Cloverfield feeling slick, and it does. Like you're definitely aware that you're watching like a hollywood movie. And even though 28 days later isn't a found footage movie, it kind of has the same vibe. Yeah. As yeah. a found footage movie, like it's definitely got that same like like kind of claustrophobic feel to it. Yeah. And the
0: interesting thing too about this movie is that mm-hmm. the camera guy, so Pablo, the camera guy yep. uh is behind the camera the whole time. He's the one holding the camera. He yes. is the cinematographer for the movie. Um, A guy named named Pablo Rosso. So he Hmm. is the cinematographer for the movie. So the the reason why I think that's really interesting and why I think it's different than like Mm -hmm. Cloverfield where you have the director handling the camera or people who don't know how to handle a camera handling the camera. And I get why they did that. But if you've got somebody who knows how to handle a camera and knows how to position a shot, they also Mm -hmm. know how to make it look like, like they don't. Like it's messy. So yeah. while still capturing the shot, because mm-hmm. sometimes in Cloverfield and other found footage movies, it's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But in this movie, yeah. you, and also the camera guy would know how to handle a camera. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely this guy who like knows how to get the angle mm-hmm. and like is, is jostled and like knows how to like find- And the knows, and knows how to like, yeah. Yeah, and like when he, he gets, puts when he the gets... camera down, mm-hmm. You can yeah. still get a sense of like, uh, yeah. you know, and then like there's parts where it goes silent. There's the rewind. There's all of these different things. So he knows how to dirty up the the image while still maintaining that reality. And so yeah. I think that that's mm-hmm. really important. And so this, yeah, is, I agree. this is dirty, but it it's mm-hmm. more specific than Cloverfield, which is slick, but sometimes is very, off yeah. it's like if someone this, it's like if someone's directing an action movie and doesn't really know how to direct action you're like right what the hell is going on
1: uh yeah exactly and and this one it, it doesn't have the kind of like seasick quality that a lot of people experienced with <sighs> uh clover like for yeah. me i i was fine with it but i know a lot of people who like had to bounce after like 20 minutes because, i was fine
0: too but i know people that like got really
1: seasick Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like that motion sick kind of feeling. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Which is, which is fine. Um, and (laughs) we'll allow it. I, I I think that, um, Blair Witch Project is very similar in that sense, Mm -hmm. but in that one, you, they did cast people who they were looking specifically for like at least one or two people who knew how to handle a camera. So like at least well,
1: well, Blair Witch Project was another one where it was a, a film crew going in. Right and I, yeah, and I always like that as uh, as a conceit for found footage. Like I, it's it's cheating a little bit, but, but I, it makes the sense as to why oh, they keep the We're sending a film crew in. It sol it solves the problem of uh, of getting people of shots being framed by people who obviously know how know what they're doing. Work. And it solves the problem of like, why is the camera running? Like, well, and see. in Blair Witch Project, which is eventually we will do on
0: here. Um, of course. I, because I'm a, I'm a Blair Witch Project defender. I think that the, one of the things about Blair Witch Project, uh, there's this moment where like she keeps taping and they mm-hmm. bring it up in the movie. I think it's Josh says to Heather, like, I think, so. I think it's Josh. Cause Josh and Heather, like, Fight a lot in the movie and uh josh says to heather like you want to know why I, keep, I think you keep taping and heather's like why and josh goes it's not quite reality you can like you can separate yourself like that, from reality yeah. and, mm-hmm. I, and i and so i love that they actually have a conversation about yeah. that in the movie mm-hmm. whereas in this you have a direct moment where angela says to pablo like you better get everything on tape especially because we're trying to figure yes. out like why aren't people letting us in like what letting us out what is going on yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think that it's a really good overall sense of like mm-hmm. we need to figure out how yeah. to like yeah. get the the answers that we need so like you need to tape everything so i like mm-hmm. that they set that up so it's all very clear there's all really important like reasons why they're doing this Mm-hmm. And as a result, you are able to communicate so much in a really quick amount of time. And I love, yeah, I, I think that, I think that found footage is, um, uh, and I think that that, I like when found footage is like that, where it's like a documentary crew, mm-hmm. like the last exorcism or like, uh, yeah. The of Deborah Logan and.
1: Yep. Uh, Grave Encounters was Brave another Encounters, one. Grave
0: Encounters. Um, uh, as above below. So um
1: <gasps> Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. yeah. I like
0: thinking of movies that are that. specifically like mm-hmm. documentary. Like I, yes. I love those because you can, like you said, there are things you can do with found footage that you cannot, cause the camera is you. It's your point of yeah. view. Absolutely. So if Absolutely. when you turn, when the camera turns, mm-hmm. it's you turning. So like there's yeah. these moments in this movie where you see something, where you see something that's, you don't see anything, and then you look somewhere else, and you come back, and someone's there. Like when Jennifer, yeah. like they they come uh-huh. into the room and they do that big pan around the room, and then they turn around, and there's Jennifer. and she's in
1: the doorway, uh-huh. and it's yeah. like
0: oh, and um, and it can also kind of break tension, like when the cops like, mm-hmm. why are you still taping? And like, oh, we're not taping. I promise. They're definitely still taping, and um, <laughs> yeah. I I think that it's I, I I love found footage. I just think that there's yeah. I, I know people get sick of it and I think that that's kind of the same for any kind of genre of horror movie like for a while yeah, it was only adaptations of j-horror and k-horror and then for so- for a while it was just zombie movies or just uh just possession yeah. movies or just yeah. uh mm-hmm. uh um uh cult movies were a big thing yeah and, uh, yeah, thing. yeah yeah or like going mm-hmm. to a foreign country and fucking with local traditions and having a bite you in the ass like like the writ like um, the the ruins or mm-hmm. uh, La Toristas yeah. or like whatever it is, um, and I think that, like you said, found footage is just such a great way to like make a movie mm-hmm.
1: when you don't have a lot of and, money to play with, and you can do you can do any anything permutation of anything found footage. Like you can take any like subgenre and slot it in, and it's gonna work. Yep, um, there's zombie movies. There's
0: uh. Uh, even George Romero did a sort of footagey, found footagey movie, Diary yeah. of the Dead, but that was more like vlogging mm-hmm. and like like yeah. how do we, yeah. you know, if we if we don't film something, it's like mm-hmm. it never happened, like that kind of commentary. Yeah. He kind of mm-hmm. was leaning into that, but you, I, I was so excited when he was doing something like that because he yeah. was leaning into that mm-hmm. that conversation, and yeah. um, you know, I think that there's. I think that there's just a lot that can be said for that for that genre because mm-hmm. of the way, like you said, you can you can do anything with it. Like the Ghost yeah. Hunter ones, like like like
1: like yeah, fear, exactly. Like, like Fear on MTV. Remember that show? Yeah, I do remember that show. I feel like I'm you and I are the only ones who do. Oh no, I I put it on. I I mentioned it on Twitter once, and I got like three or four. Oh really? People, I got three
0: or four people being like, ah, that that show messed me up for a couple years
1: a lot it, a lot it, a lot
0: i can't hear that that damn god smack song without thinking of that stupid show <laughs>
1: that's right that's like right.
0: like it freaked me out and and i mean yes, yeah and yes half of fear was total bullshit and they like make made up a lot of the scares but of there course, were there course. were but like a bit but then they would go to like a real like they would they were always going to real places but they were like making things up but like mm-hmm. uh, but then they would go to like Eastern state penitentiary in Pennsylvania and not make up anything. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was like half fake, half real, but that Mm -hmm. whole idea of strapping a camera to you, like Mm -hmm. that's where we get things. Like, I mean, that was inspired by Blair Witch Project in a lot of different ways, but that's where we get a lot of these. um, Yeah. A lot of these films. And I, I freaking, and I just love, you know, I just think that international horror films just do, are just do diff- so many different things. Um, totally. I mean, there's a whole genre of French horror films called new wave French extremity mm. that are just French, French psychotic. It,
1: it, it is horrific. Yeah,
0: and I'm like, it's like the point where I'm like, are you guys okay over there? <laughs> like, like, how's, how's things? How, how, you, do you need to talk to someone? Like and Spanish <laughs> and like Spanish and Mexican horror it's mm-hmm. very similar but like I believe like for me Spanish and Mexican horror kind of deal in like the the kind of creature effects like um, yeah I mean maybe that's just kind of Guillermo del Toro because he's really great at that kind of stuff but it's that mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. it's
0: that very kind of overdramatic um
1: uh really uh raw kind of feel yeah and yeah. he's yeah he it's kind of like almost hyper stylized yeah and i, in and a lot I of ways. love that it's taking elements of the real world and then like kind of twisting them and warping them oh you know what
0: alejandra aha is is not spanish he's french he's the guy that directed hillside uh um um high tension and like uh ah. piranha 3d and crawl and those movies i thought i don't i don't know why i thought you know it why because he's because he's because I thought it was with an A at the end, Alexandra, Alexander, or Alexander, aha, but it's ah, Alex, yeah, yeah. Alexandre, like with the R-E at the end. Ah. So, yeah, but, yeah. but that's, lots yeah. Of, so, but, but he's the French extremity guy, yeah. like the, yeah. the guy that kind of mm-hmm. started most of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to think of like, and but there's just a lot of kind of Spanish um, filmmakers that really kind of mm-hmm. deal with these, themes in a lot of different ways. I know that, uh, Veronica is one that came out, you know, last year or the year before.
1: Yeah. Veronica was great.
0: And, mm-hmm. um, just any kind of Latinx horror film makers, like, um, Fede Alvarez, you know, evil dead and don't breathe. Mm-hmm. And you got all these international directors that are doing like incredible work. And I think that it's just yeah. really important that, you know, I just don't, I just find the fact that we did a sequel that we did an American remake. So pointless because this is perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it is like the quintessential, like oh, for this. it's
0: like how we re, we remade, we remade like at the same around the same time we remade martyrs. Paco Plaza did, um, Veronica and Jaume right. Balagaro did inside and, uh, oh, and, and, and Jaume Balagaro also did sleep tight they're yeah. they're like part of like this remake sort of thing and i mean if anybody i trust with remakes it's it's going to be them but like i'm not a fan of remaking movies uh, uh, remaking international movies to english unless there's like an actual yeah. specific purpose for it like i i hate that we're remaking parasite we don't even have to, we, do we even have to say that we recommend this movie this movie's amazing watch this
1: fucking movie watch this watch fucking this movie.
0: movie it's great it's so
1: fucking scary just watch the movie it is available on let it, let it ruin. Yes, it is. Let it ruin your day the way it's ruined ours.
0: To the point where I started watching it last night, I had to finish it this morning because I wasn't going to watch the last ten minutes in the in the dark. We recommend this movie; it's amazing. Go watch it. It's available Obviously. like yeah. every, I, like we said. It's it should be available on Shutter. It's not. I don't understand mm-hmm. why. Maybe international like licensing or something, but. Uh, it is available for free on Crackle. You just have to deal with nine thousand
1: Fortnite ads <laughs> and original ads. and original Crackle programming that looks terrible. It's, it's like it's like trying to watch anything on Crunchyroll. It's like here's twenty minute here's a twenty minute episode and fifteen minutes of ads. You're welcome.
0: Pretty much, yeah. So right. carve yourself right. out about Love two hours to watch this seventy five minute movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, we are now at our palette cleansers. So Lindsay, uh-huh. what has been giving you joy this week?
1: What has been giving me joy this week? Um, I started watching, it's always TV shows with me. I feel like it's always something that I'm watching. Um, but I started watching Black Sails on Hulu. I think it was originally on Stars. Um yes. Because I was told that there were gay pirates and I didn't know gay pirate was a genre I confirmed- that I- I you did confirm you I confirmed, confirmed there are gay pirates I haven't met I I haven't gotten to any uh gay pirate activity yet but um I am excited um you know I'm being I'm being flipped but it's actually I'm actually really enjoying it as a whole like I am a sucker for like a good costume drama I love historical fiction I, I like I eat that shit with a spoon yeah so I'm just I'm I'm having I'm having a good time yeah, a good time. she texted me. She was like,
0: "She's like, I'm watching Black sales. because I heard there are gay pirates." And I said, "Oh, there are gay pirates. Just wait. It's
1: like gay we've pining. Already got, we've already, we've already gotten like the sweet lesbian storyline. Like, oh, right from the get-go.
0: Yeah, there's a sweet lesbian storyline. Like, and, and and gay and and gay pining. That's the yeah. You'll be you'll be. You know how be, I. You I know. You no.
1: Know. Yeah, I know. You know how I feel. I know." I I love a good pine. I can't wait for the screaming
0: that you're going to. Fill oh, my, you're going to hear it from space! With. I'm so
1: excited. I yeah. know. I yeah, really yeah. Yeah, that's about my. It. I I like what I like, and turns out what I like is like sad mutual K pining mean. Love. What's been giving you joy this week?
0: Um. So what has been giving me joy this week? Um. Has been okay. So I am two episodes behind, which is frustrating, but it's only because okay. Good. Me too. <laughs> But it's only because I watch it with my boyfriend and mm. we've just had really busy schedules the last two weeks. And it's just been, you know, we haven't been able to watch it together. Last time I was mm. over his place, I was just like, I was like asleep. So I just couldn't, I couldn't concentrate. So I think we're just going to binge all of them once the last two episodes come out.
1: I don't think you've said the name of the show. yet. <laughs> it's the Falcon
0: and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. It is, I mean, if you know me at all, you know that like, and we've talked about this in our covenant episode. I love the MCU. I love Sebastian Stan. I think that he is such a good actor and doesn't get the props that
1: he normally
0: should get. And Anthony Mackie's incredible. I feel like he's
1: kind of been shoehorned. I feel like he's been shoehorned a little bit into like action guy, quote unquote. Yeah. And, but nobody plays sad sad, sad,
0: lonely boy, quite like, uh, yeah, Sebastian sad, Stan. sad,
1: lonely, sad, lonely boy is another trope that I very much enjoy.
0: And nobody cries. <laughs> it's good for that. Nobody cries like Sebastian Stan. If you want like a really very good, good at it. like literally yeah. there are montages on YouTube of just Sebastian Stan crying and it's
1: great. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so- if you're, the, if you're the kind of monster like us, who wants to see your fave cry, like that's,
0: He's good for that. I mean,
1: yeah. And so, I mean,
0: and so he, uh, so so it's the Falcon of the Winter Soldier. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's about kind of post the events of Avengers Endgame. Uh, and Sam has kind of given up the shield to the government. That didn't work out too well. And Bucky <laughs> is in a boatload of therapy and trying to figure his life out. And they mm-hmm. um, are now starting to kind of figure out, you know, what the world needs in terms of leadership. And I think that it's gonna turn into, I'm hopeful that the that the ultimate kind of re- resolution mm-hmm. is going to be Sam becoming the next Captain America. But there's a lot of really yeah. great questions that it's raising about what it means to be a symbol and the, the, the weight of that and what it means to mm-hmm. Sam in particular. Because Bucky's whole thing is like, you should have taken the shield because Sam told you to, or because Steve told you to. Steve, and yeah. Sam's like, I'm a black man that has like a lot
1: deeper connotation to me than it would to you white boy. Yeah, and, yeah, it's, it's. there's a lot of conversation on how like the weight of it hits differently. And it's easier for Bucky as a white dude to be like, well, you should take the shield. Like this is a no brainer. You're like, Steve gave you the shield, you take the shield. Yeah. And, um, and Sam is coming from a place of like, you don't understand the baggage that yeah. comes with that yeah on like, my end
0: they're not gonna they're okay. not gonna like look at me the same the way that they looked at steve and a lot exactly. of it yeah exactly of and it was written by the whole series was written by a black man and directed mm. by a woman and they mm. i've i've heard things from the last two episodes that i'm super excited to like dig into more i won't talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. those because you again you also have not seen the, the next two episodes but and i hate spoilers yeah but The acting is so good. There's this bit Mm -hmm. in the second episode, and which you which you've seen, um, when yes, uh, Sam and Bucky have to kind of sit down for therapy together, and Mm -hmm. there's this moment of of Seb acting that is so good, and it's just Uh. everything that fandom wanted for Bucky,
1: and we get so much good content. Uh
0: We are eating so good.
1: But I kind of took a step back from the MCU itself. And that kind of coincides with, um, with COVID because last year was kind of a non-year in terms of like new movies coming out and things like that. Um, but yeah, between this and uh, WandaVision, like it's definitely sucked me right back in in the last couple of months. And I am enjoying being here. It's really,
0: really good. And it's so it's just so wonderful to see, like, Mm -hmm. like there was a huge fandom for Bucky and Sam, uh, but the the fandom for Bucky is so interesting because like, yes, he has a huge comic book history and, you know, he's a very, Mm -hmm. he's a very palpable part of the films, but if you put all of his lines together, he really doesn't have that much stuff going on. It's it's true. Presence is Mm -hmm. what matters. And so for him to like really be able to flex this way and Anthony Mackie's like, I don't want to like, diminish his work. He's doing such an amazing job. I love Anthony Mackey so much. Okay. Um, yeah. The whole show is just really, really good. And
1: mm-hmm. it, it is, it
0: really is. It plays with a lot of really difficult questions about, you know, mm-hmm. like these things that we didn't, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we don't think that superheroes deal with and they do. And um, it kind yeah. of digs into those political questions that comic books do dig into. And as much as people don't yeah. want them to, Captain America was created by two Jewish men as a direct answer to fascism. Like they were pissed off about Hitler yeah. and they created Captain America as like a rebuttal to that. So people yeah. saying that comics shouldn't be political can suck it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I I love, I love it. It's really, really good. Um, it is, I, I'm really
1: enjoying
0: it. And I know, and Black Widow's coming out in June. We're, we're eating good uh, this year for, uh, and uh, the new- We I are, movie. yeah. And the Doctor Strange movie, which will, I think gonna take off from some of the WandaVision stuff, um, because I know Wanda's gonna oh, be- Oh, cool, cool, cool. The Doctor Strange movie directed by Sam Raimi. Nice. Yeah, multiverse. It's gonna be a multiverse movie, I'm super excited. Oh, a new uh, Spider-Man. Oh, I'm excited. New Spider-Man's gonna be this, this year too. That's yeah. right. Yeah, all right, I know. Um, <laughs> and water, My taxes are paid. So, all right. So that wraps up our episode on rec. This movie is amazing. Go watch it. It's amazing. It's, it's so good. Um, so we yeah. hope that you have a wonderful week. Um, you can find us on Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram at Frankenbridepod. pod. You can also email us at
1: frankandbridepod at gmail.com.
0: And we hope you all are doing well and you're staying safe and we will see you next time on Brides of Frankenstein. Thanks everyone. Bye. Showing my age for two hundred, Alex. I pulled
1: it. I pulled. I pulled it off a LimeWire. No. Do you like that?
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, All the cool people were doing Casa Light. Excuse me. Um, So
1: that's that was the last one I used before. The last one
0: I used was Kaza Light. Um, No, LimeWire mixed with Casa Light um, because Napster was dumb stop I stop that- screaming at me
1: yeah yeah stop you stop and you listen to me no. <laughs> i'm just trying uh, to make a point <laughs> and i am try- and then i'm trying to make the same point so i don't really know why we're yelling but this is what we do what we um call, how we communicate i don't know how how else to be um i watched i watched the last 10 minutes in the dark by myself yeah, but I you did.
0: know what? You have a cat that you can cuddle and feel bad and and feel oh, bad. Oh please, with. she
1: was under the fucking bed.
0: Like, come on. <laughs> she wasn't staring at the TV like she does the, when you watch your the, just no. Like TV she TV only does Twitch. that.
1: She only does that for Twitch streams. She doesn't like the scary movies. She, stands she doesn't Twitch like. Stream. She loves the Twitch streams. Yeah, she goes crazy for those. But she doesn't like the sound effects in scary movies. They freak her mean, out. Same, Nia. Fair, yeah. legit. But, yeah, so you, like, holding up, like, the cat? Like, no. Well, at least you have a cat. Nothing. I have nothing. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so...